Hey, Conrad, how's it going? I'm doing well. I'm just like the rest of the triathlon world processing the uh, Colin Chartier uh, EPO scandal. Um, Colin was uh, busted for, for taking EPO, unfortunately. And it's, it's a big deal because there, he had an incredible, truly incredible 2022 rose to become one of the top triathletes in the world. Uh, his trajectory was absurd. And I think we probably know why it was literally absurd and unbelievable. Um, and unfortunately in, in February, he took a test and, uh, detected EPO in his system. And, you know, the result is a three-year ban. So he did admit to taking it. So he didn't try to, to fight it or anything. Uh, but, you know, that's a three-year ban. And it, it does sound, at least in his comments on, that, that he left on Instagram and uh, in his podcast on the, on the How They Train podcast, he said that he, he's done with triathlon. So we'll see. Um, but it's, it's unfortunate because he won some big, big races last year. You know, he won the PTO, the U.S. Open uh, in September. And that was the $100,000 prize purse. So he won $100,000 uh, in September. And then three weeks before that, he won Ironman uh, Mont-Tremblant. So he won some big races. And it it's tough to believe that he wasn't taking EPO. Now, he said that he didn't start taking EPO until mid-November, which would be after the U.S. Open after Montremblant and after Kona. Um, but, you know, certainly it's, it's, it becomes more difficult to believe what uh, he's saying. And, you know, I don't want to pile on and he's obviously hurting and paying consequences. Um, but, you know, we have to acknowledge this. It's sort of our duty to acknowledge it and try to make sense of it as, as just as coaches and as triathletes who care about the sport care about the integrity of the sport. Um, so, you know, the bottom, bottom line is I, I don't want to like attack his character or integrity, but, you know, I, I'm glad that the test occurred and that they were able to catch this incidence of, you know, doping and hopefully it will dissuade others from, from doing it. Um, but I mean, what did you think when you, when you heard the news? Obviously shocked as well as the rest of the triathlon community. Um, you know, it's obviously I don't know him personally, but, you know, looking at his results and how quickly he did ramp up, you know, you do question how clean he was then. Um, I listened to a couple other podcasts, looked at a lot of different responses in regards to who him admitting to it. And I do think it's interesting. Um, he, he mentions that, this was a choice he made on his own. And, you know, again, I don't want to attack his integrity beyond what happened in this incident, but, you know, when you're looking at performing at the highest level, 
I do question, you know, whether or not other people were involved in in making this decision. And it, it's it's a big risk, you know, to administrate it yourself. And uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of research that has gone into it to know the performances that it's going to increase, but also the the dangers as well. Um and what would be really interesting to see is the investigation that took place, you know, and this is someone that didn't win Kona. However, he, however, you meant, like you mentioned, he did win the PTO open in Dallas and like, was, was this a tip, you know, that happened and he was tested out of, out of competition, you know, and uh, I'm sure we'll see that investigation soon and uh, where, wherever it leads with anyone else potentially involved or any other athletes that may be linked to it as well. Right now, you know, he is he is saying that he acted alone and he basically bought the EPO online and, and had it sent to him and then he injected it himself. And, you know, that could certainly be be the case. Um, I think it's it's pretty easy to get any illegal substances nowadays online, uh, you know, with with the dark web or, you know, just pharmacies in other countries and in, in, in India and Mexico, I know that, you know, many drugs that are, you know, strictly over the counter or, you know, you just can't go out and buy them. You, you, you can do that in, <laughs> in Mexico. And, and I'm sure that, you know, these pharmacies are more than happy to send uh, EPO to, to whoever wants it. Um, and I know that he did in college, he did actually uh, study this this thing. You know, he uh, he if you look on his LinkedIn, um, it talks about how he did a lot of research into, you know, hematocrit levels. And uh, he, he he studied this thing. <laughs> he studied uh, exercise science and. I, it's not brain surgery, you know, taking EPO. Um, I mean, I, I think it's dangerous. Uh, I mean, many it's, if your blood gets too thick, it can, can kill you, but you know, I'm sure he, he knew all the precautions. So, you know, it's certainly feasible that he, that he acted alone, but it's also hard to, to believe on, on one level also, um, you know, there's been a lot of chatter about, uh, you know, did no matter what, anybody who is affiliated with him is going to come under scrutiny mm -hmm. for better or for worse. And I, I'm i withholding judgment on everybody except for Colin, obviously. He admitted to cheating and basically stealing from other professional triathletes, stealing from his competition. Uh, and, you know, I can't in good faith just trust what he's saying about, you know, oh, I started taking EPO in the middle of November, um, which is conveniently after Kona, after the PTO, a $100,000 payday, you know, after his win at Montremblant, um, you know, there's, it, it is tough to believe, but I'm not saying that he was taking it beforehand, but I mean, <laughs> I think it would be naive to believe absolutely that he was not taking it beforehand um but 
it's, I mean, it is incredibly unfortunate. And one thing that I think is good to discuss is before his breakout 2022, you know, what were his prior results? You know, Colin, he, uh, I know he, he focused on short course early on, I think from like 2017 to 2020-ish or so. And then he got kind of pushed out of that elite development pathway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he focused on long course. And it's he seemed to actually excel at long course early on. You know, I looked up some results. Uh, I think in 2019, he won 70.3 uh, Cartagena. Um and then in 2021, he won a challenge race, challenge Selu, Selau. And then uh, he had a third place finish at 70.3 Boulder in August 2021. So, so these are solid results. So it's not like, you know, 2022 came exactly out of nowhere. I think obviously he's better at long course than short course. But you can't like who knows how long he was taking EPO certainly could have been mid mid November. You know, I, I don't, I, I mean, how the heck could I know? I'm just sitting here on a podcast trying to make sense of it all. Just the same as everybody else. I certainly don't know Colin and, you know, I, I hope that he gets help and that he gets his help with uh, whatever he's going through. I think it's a, a pretty terrible thing, but I mean, it's the worst thing you could do as a triathlete is cheat in this way. Um, but I'm glad that they, they caught him. And I, I really hope that if there are others involved that, uh, you know, all of this comes out. Yeah. Obviously a lot of pressure to compete at the highest level. You know, we, we know triathlon isn't the sexiest sport when it comes to earnings. So I think some athletes probably feel the pressure to make a living and, uh, you know, it sounds like he was just forced to make this decision after being sick and, and injured for a while. But, you know, it, and he, like you mentioned, he owned it up or to, owned up to it right away, which is good. You know, that did reduce his ban actually one year as well. So it's a four year ban. But if you don't contest it and you admit to it, it they, they reduce it by a year. But it sounds like he's not going to return after the fact anyway. Right. Yeah. I mean, everybody's saying that it's good that he admitted, but, you know, at a certain point, you have to wonder, yeah, you know, is he just sorry he got caught? Like, I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at this point, everybody is just kind of shocked. And it, I don't know Colin's character. This might have been a one-off lapse in judgment. I know in his apology that he posted on, on Instagram, you know, I can read it. He said, uh, I am sorry. I am deeply sorry. And I want to apologize to my family, friends, supporters, and the sport in general. I've been suspended for a positive out of competition doping control, and I'm suspended for three years. I have no plans to return to triathlon professionally. I started using this PED in November and feeling like I have lost my way in the sport after feeling like I have lost my way in the sport. In the moment, I was injured and sick and felt I had to do this if I was going to have the success I wanted in 2024. Feelings of intense pressure and expectations to win the biggest races in 2024, along with feeling unhappy with the personal sacrifices I had made. In my mind, I thought I had to deny myself friendships, happiness, socializing, and having fun and training to be the best, and I lost the love for the sport. In my mind, it became all or nothing. I went all in too much, so, and now I am all out. 
I am not going to give myself or anyone the bullshit excuse like a tainted burrito or a tainted COVID vaccine. I made a terrible choice and now I will face the consequences, own it and move on. And that's it. So unpacking that, he said, okay, I, I'm sorry. I started taking this in November after I won all of those races and won, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars. Um, he took it because he appeals to mental health and basically saying that he was profoundly unhappy and he made a lot of personal sacrifices. So it got hard. And then he took this because he felt like he had to, he felt the pressure. Um, uh, so I, I mean, that's part of sport though. You know, it's like, you make those sacrifices, yeah, especially in the that's sport. part of it. You're the one yeah. of the best in the world. <laughs> but I think it is good to recognize that you truly do need to enjoy it if you want to compete at any level, really, you know, mm -hmm. whether you're competing as an age group athlete, you know, just having fun all the way to as a professional, if you don't enjoy it, you're going to feel that pressure yeah. and, and feel tempted. Yeah. I mean, I just kind of wish you stepped away from the sport and just got took 2024 as a, a gap year <laughs> rather than resorting to EPO. Um, you know, assuming that he started taking it in, in November. And, uh, I mean, one thing that's kind of crappy about the apology is that he kind of, <laughs> he, he brings other dopers into this and he said to, to make, I guess himself feel better or to elevate himself above other dopers. He said, I'm not going to, you know, give a bullshit excuse like a tainted burrito, mm -hmm. um, or a tainted COVID vaccine, which we know that, you know, other recent dopers have, you know, blamed doping on, on those items. But it's like, it's just, it's almost a non sequitur. It's like, I don't know to what extent that he actually admitted that that's even like, okay, good. We don't have to drag it out and waste everybody's time. But, you know, that's, I don't know to what extent that's redeeming. And the fact that, you know, she, kind of brought Shelby into his apology is, is sort of silly. Not, not that great. It's sort of an, another strike against him in, in my mind. It's like, Oh, I'm admitting it. So my doping is not as bad as Shelby's. Mm -hmm. It's like, what? It's like, just say you're sorry and move on. And, and, and I, I think he's certainly doing the right things. I think he's doing this as well as he could, as graceful as he could, but luck i mean it's you kind of at a certain point you just have to be like throw your hands up and and just say just kind of move on because you can't redeem yourself after doing epo and and stealing literally tens of thousands of dollars from your competitors who are working their butts off um but you know one controversial thing he said in uh in the the podcast with on the how we train podcast that kind of surprised me is he he said that you know he he believes that the top guys are doping and you know there was some elaboration after that but he didn't like use that in the past tense he didn't say like i believed the top guys were doping he's like i, I forget the time step on, on the podcast but you know he, he the uh, the host asked a question and then Colin was like, yeah, I believe the top guys are doping, blah, 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 blah. So I would love to hear some elaboration on that because 
I mean, one way that he actually could redeem himself, I think, would be to, uh, you know, flag it for for others so that if there are other cheaters, uh, I get that he doesn't want to be a snitch, but Mm -hmm. if there are other cheaters, like, they're cheating. They're ruining the sport. And they're everybody who's clean and, you know, who knows who's who's clean and who's who's dirty. Um, I know that. That uh, I mean, I love Sebastian Keenley. I know he came out. He commented on on Colin's post, and and he said he mentioned that uh, you know th- this has to be basically just like the tip of the iceberg. It's like he he didn't buy that. You know, Colin did this alone, and and you know how, how deep does this go? I don't know. Um, ben Hoffman also responded uh, and was pretty pretty angry for good reason <laughs> you know competing against somebody uh who's who's on EPL you just can't can't compete and if you're trying to do this clean it's incredibly frustrating and and it's just <laughs> it's just wrong like if we all agree that one should not be on EPO you can't be on EPO for sure it's it's pretty it's pretty shitty period another another uh quote I want to analyze a little bit you know he says during that podcast I really don't want to bring anyone down and you know you could probably analyze that that phrase, but it to me it implies he knows something else is going on, and uh, for whatever reason doesn't want to bring them down. So while he does say that he he's not aware of anyone else, or, or he hasn't heard from anyone else, and he he did act alone in this. Um, with that that comment, I do question the integrity of it as well. Right. You know, that that's true. You know, I, I, and then one has to wonder to what extent is is him saying that also just sort of trying to pass the buck or deflect. It, it's almost worse if he was a, like an individual actor. Mm-hmm. And if he says that others are doing it or he knows others are doing it, but he doesn't want to bring them down. It's like it almost justifies what he's doing in his mind. Um, so you have to take everything, all of this with a grain of salt. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think it's good that this happened. You know, it's not certainly not great for Colin. I wish him the best as he battles to overcome this. It might've been an isolated mistake, but I mean, look, (laughs) it, it, like people's livelihoods depend on, you know, sponsorships, winning races, doing well in races if you dope in my, in my mind, that's, that's it. Like mm-hmm. you're caught. If you're busted for EPO, I am of the opinion that you know, you're done. You shouldn't even, it shouldn't be a three-year ban. It shouldn't be a four-year ban. It should be, you shouldn't be able to compete ever again. And, uh, and I don't think he's going to anyway, or at least he says he's not. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's good that it happened because, and that it happened to, ideally nobody's doping and, and this wouldn't have happened, but the fact that Colin was you know, caught taking EPO and the fact that we all know that a top athlete is taking EPO, hopefully it will signal, hopefully the testing will increase and mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, we'll get to the bottom of whether or not Colin actually was acting as an individual actor or if he you know, was getting advice from others. Uh, 
I don't want to conjecture on on any of that. Um, I'm actually probably more in the camp that it's very feasible that he was acting alone. I know that a lot of people are saying, you know, there are others like, like, I, I think it's pretty feasible. He was acting alone. Like if you just Google EPO, like, <laughs> like they're talking about, it's, you, you could probably get it within a week if you wanted it. And then, uh, so it, it's not as difficult probably with the internet to, to get all of this. So, um, and then, you know, when, when this extends to everybody he trains with Lionel, he gave a very, uh, you know, his video was very emotional about it. You know, he was extremely disappointed, obviously, and and uh, you know his, his coach, uh, Michael Eden. You know, I don't know to what extent he he, he uh, could have known if Colin just started taking it in November. You know, it's just, there's transition period after after Kona. Uh, mm -hmm. I think people might be a little bit too too hard on blaming him because we don't know. Nobody knows. Like, to to what extent is Colin getting his like you know, red blood cell count tested, and and to what extent does does Eden have access to that intel? Uh, you know, they they, they only started working together in 2022. Like, I'm not making any judgments on that front. I think it's extremely. It's. I mean, I just don't, I just don't know, <laughs> but I think it's, it's that, I don't think it's reasonable to say that, you know, his, his coach knew definitely, absolutely. Um, so, you know, I'm personally withholding judgment uh, on anyone who was affiliated with Colin, you know, until more information comes out. Cause I, I think it's very probable that he was an individual actor. Mm -hmm. um, so I do think it's a good reminder, though, that it's it is still happening, and it's unfortunate, like you you mentioned, and you know this is someone that he won a really big race, you know, not you know one of the biggest races in in the sport, but top three probably. Yeah, yeah, I mean, hundred thousand dollar prize. It's a lot of money. Yeah, but it is a it is a reminder that you know. In my mind, if if someone were doping, he would not be on that list. You know, before before this weekend, so it does make you wonder like how many other people are out there doing it. And it's also a good reminder for anyone that has ever thought about trying to um, leverage performance with drugs. Like you should not do that, you know, at any level, you know, it's, it, it's dangerous. It's, it's not fair. And, and like you mentioned, you are, if, if, especially if you're making money at it, like you are stealing from, from people and that's not cool. Right. Exactly. I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse. You know, we condemn this absolutely. What Colin did was one of the worst things you could do as a triathlete. He stole from his competitors. Having said that, you know, at this point, I wish Colin the best. We're all human. He made a, a human mistake. Uh, and it's, I hope he gets the help he needs and, and that, uh, other athletes who are thinking about doping or who are doping use this as an opportunity to to learn that you know you can't get away with it absolutely um you know i was trying to i was trying to do a little bit of research this morning about you know like the half life of epo etc and and uh to try to get a, a sense of how 
detectable it is, how long it's in your system. And, you know, what I was reading is like two to four days, potentially it could be out of your system. Uh, and when we think about the doping, uh, testing, um, protocols, you know, there's like a 60 minute window where, so, so you have to let, uh, the, the, the testing agency know where you are at any given time. And, you know, they show up, there's basically a 60 minute window where, you know, you, you basically have to go and give them the urine sample and they, they test it. And then, uh, each year you can have a couple of missed tests, i.e., you know, you could say you're in one city, but maybe you go to a different city last minute and they show up into the city you said you were going to be and you're not there. Well, you, you can do that a couple of times, but, you know, I think on the third time, you know, then, well, you're flagged and I, I, it might be a ban. Um, but, you know, so, you know, you think about the testing is random, but, you know, you have two strikes, you know, if you microdose with EPO, how easy is it to conceal this? And I'm, and I'm talking about this because I would be curious how the ease of avoiding a positive test would be correlated with how many athletes at the top are actually doping. Yeah. So I, I don't know, but I basically don't know anything about, you know, the testing protocols, how accurate the tests are. Like if you're microdosing with EPO and you're boosting your red blood cell count, you know, a small percentage, like 5% might not, might, might be with normal ranges. However, uh, you're, you still, it's going to enhance your performance. I mean, 5% more red blood cells is, it's good. body's going to have the ability to deliver oxygen much more efficiently. Um, so it's, uh, I, I don't know, but hopefully testing methodologies will continue to improve. And, and, you know, if there is something more to this, we'll get to the bottom of it. I agree. Yeah. Uh, like I said, let, let this be a reminder to uh, do the right thing. And, you know, there's, there's testing, there's testing agencies out there. And um, if, if you are aware of anything happening, you can also give an anonymous tip as well. Yep. For sure. Well, maybe a, a somewhat depressing or negative podcast, but one that we have to do and have to discuss. Uh, so I'm glad we we did it. But our next pod, podcast will be more upbeat and it will involve working for athletes, awesome performances at multi-sport nationals in Irving, Texas. But uh, yeah, so we'll keep track of what's going on with this. If anything more comes from it, uh, we will keep y'all updated, but thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to us, feel free to email info at workingtriathlete.com. Thanks for listening.